Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and talk about it. We're talking about the Sermon on the Mount, and the Sermon on the Mount has a lot to do with Jesus having conflict with the Pharisee. And then we're going to look at the Pharisees today, but I do have a question for you. Who do you think was the most famous Pharisee of all time? The most famous Pharisee of all time. Stick around till the end, and we'll give you the answer, okay? So Jesus was giving the Sermon on the Mount, and it struck me how much of this really has to do with him defining the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, as being different than the religion of the Pharisees. And so look at, let's look at what he says here as we continue on. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, this must have been quite shocking to the disciples to hear this, because the Pharisees were the obvious religious people of the, that society. They were extremely religious, and they literally wore it on their sleeve. And what I mean by that is, in Scripture, they were, you're to, it says, bind them on your forehead, on your sleeve, in Deuteronomy. And so they would have Scriptures in a little box, they would wrap it, uh, leather around their arms and have the scripture on their arm. They'd sometimes wear this uh, phylactery, it's called, uh, that would fit in, a scripture would be on their forehead. And they would, they would show themselves as being religious in front of everybody. And everybody thought, these are the righteous people. Israel was a religious nation. They did not honor secularism as we do in our country. And and their religion, they they showed it to everybody. We're going to see as we continue on the Sermon on the Mount, things such as Jesus said, when you give money to the poor, don't shout it, play a trumpet in front of you and say, hey, attention, everybody, look what I'm giving. Or like when you fast, don't walk around looking so terrible that they're realizing, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, I'm just fasting to seek the Lord. He said, these, were, these Pharisees were everybody knew they were religious, and they showed it off. And Jesus warned them, don't be that like them. So who are these Pharisees? Well, they were people who did have a high regard for Scripture, but on the other hand, they had added all kinds of man-made regulations to the Scripture, which had an equal and in some cases greater respect, and they followed them more greatly than they did the Scripture. These were people who evidently took their religion quite seriously, right down to the little thing. They would tithe, it says, mint, dill, and cumin, little small herbs. They would tithe of them to make sure that they were following the law. And Jesus, though, he had some conflict with them. In fact, if people think that Jesus always got along with people, they should really study his relationship with the Pharisees, because the whole, new, the whole Gospels just seem to be one conflict after another that he's having, and usually it's with the Pharisees. What was the problem? They were religious people. They were trying to obey what the, the law of God. Why did Jesus have so much problem with the Pharisees? Let's look at some of the things he said about them, some, some of the, a, a quick overview of some of their problems. Number one, we go to Luke 12, verses 1 and 2. Under these circumstances, 
after so many thousands of people had gathered together there stepping on one another, he began saying to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. But there's nothing covered up that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. So the first problem the Pharisees had was hypocrisy. Jesus condemned them for this over and again. Matthew chapter 23, eight times, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. The word literally means that they're a play actor on the stage of life. They're putting on a show. Literally, they're not, they're outwardly putting on a show of who they are, not inwardly. They're hypocrites. Indeed, Jesus warns us, and he warned the disciples. I mean, things were happening there in, in, in Israel. Jesus was, they were thinking he's the Messiah, and people, thousands of people were coming to listen to him. And in the midst of such successful ministry, Jesus turns to his disciples and he warns them, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, and that their hypocrisy can spread easily. Leaven, as you know, you put leaven, a little bit of leaven in a lump of dough, it spreads throughout the dough and it causes the bread to rise. And he warns them that hypocrisy in your life can be like leaven, a little bit of it in, and it spreads and spreads and spreads, and particularly a warning in our day, in our, as we all want so much to grow and have lots of people in our church and so on, he warns, watch out when that happens, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. The second problem he's say with them, it comes from Mark chapter 7. And he said to his disciples, he said to them, rightly did I, he's talking to the Pharisees here, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. Well, that's strong language, isn't it? Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. Neglecting the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men. He was also saying to them, you are experts at setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. This was a second problem of the Pharisees. And dare I say, just like hypocrisy is something we need to watch out for in our day, this as well. They, these were people who would say they keep the law of God. But for every law of God in the Scripture, in the actual law, in the Torah, they added all kinds of explanations of their own understanding, their own traditions, and they, and, and they became experts in setting aside God's commandment to keep their tradition. This is where Jesus said, you tie the mint, dill, and cumin, but you neglect the weightier provisions of the law, justice, mercy, and the love of God. And so he was accusing them of keeping the law and keeping their traditions, and in keeping these little things or straining a gnat to swallow a camel, they would miss what the law was really about and what the Scripture was really about. You know, in our day and age, we can easily look at some of the liberal churches out there that are setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep the traditions or the, uh, tr not, not even traditions, but even the, uh, to be approved by men and do what's politically correct 
and to want to be, you know, people don't offend anyone or so on. This is what the Pharisees were doing. And we can be, there are churches today, even evangelical churches that are becoming experts in setting aside God's commandments in order to not have the, not to be thought of lowly or to hold on to their tradition. And keep in mind, traditions can become embedded in a society quite quick. We see a lot of politically correct traditions in our country that weren't even here 20 years ago, but they're, they're deeply embedded now. Let's keep looking at the Pharisees. Third thing that was a real problem with the Pharisees is that they had this outward religion. They neglected the heart. Here, here earlier, back as we saw earlier, that they were, were worshiping in vain. And here in, in Matthew 23, it says the same thing. What do you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites? You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they're full of robbery and self-indulgence. And so they had a outward religion, but their heart, the inside, was different. Their inside was filled with sin. This is where Jesus says we're going to be seeing in the Sermon on the Mount. This is what he's getting at when he says, you know, you've heard of the said it shall commit murder, but I say if you hate your brother— you're angry with your brother. You've heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery, but I say if you look upon a woman to lust for her. Jesus got at the, the, the true, spiritual, true spirituality was a matter of the inside working its way out. The next verse in Matthew 23 says, you blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that the outside of it may become clean also. Jesus was not against outward righteousness but he was against the hypocrisy that was inwardly that, that neglected the inward heart the inward attitudes the inward feelings the inward love and affection for god and just put on an outward show that was the hypocr- their hypocrisy and so jesus he had problems with these hip- the pharisees their heart was far from god they had inward, inward. They were inwardly selfish, and their heart would become dull towards God. And outwardly, they were doing the right things, evidently, but they were doing it as a show, a play acting. Hypocrites. They did. They loved the approval of man. It says in Luke chapter fifteen, or like ch- chapter sixteen, verse fifteen. They loved the approval of men, and the things that they loved, God thought were detestable. And so there's all these things, and we'll be looking at these more, this more in depth this week as we look at the Pharisees and what problem Jesus had with the Pharisees. But for now, we'll bring today's message to a close, and I want to ask you, who was the most famous Pharisee of all time? And I list three of them out here and ask what you think. Was it Hillel? You know, on the campuses all over America today, there's the Hillel Foundation. Hillel was a Pharisee. And he, uh, the foundations that, that uh, Jew, shall we say, Jewish student fellowships on campuses all over America are the Hillel Foundation. So he's quite famous. There's Caiaphas. He was the high priest when Jesus was crucified, and he condemned Jesus. Was he the most famous Pharisee of all times? And then, of course, there's Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, and Jesus told him he must be born again. Was Nicodemus the most famous Pharisee of all time? Who do you think? Or is there another one? I would like to suggest that the greatest, the most famous Pharisee of all time was a man by the name of Saul. 
and Saul was converted to Jesus Christ and became the Apostle Paul. But Paul, was who gave us much of the New Testament and is indeed one of the most famous people in the history of the world, was a Pharisee. Philippians chapter 3, as to the law, he says, a Pharisee. And yet he traded that self-righteous Pharisee uh, keeping of the law, he traded that to be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of his own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Jesus Christ. And so, do you know a Pharisee? Well, there's hope for them. Do you have some Pharisee tendencies? There's hope for you. Because the person God used to write a significant portion of the New Testament was himself a Pharisee who found the grace of God, the love of God, and has given us these rich themes throughout Scripture about the love of God and the grace of God. So we'll be seeing more of that in this coming week as we talk about the Pharisees, continuing the Sermon on the Mount, and talk about God's solution to this Phariseeism, self-righteous, outward religion, hard-hearted, legalistic hypocrisy. We'll see the answers this week as we continue in the Sermon on the Mount, okay? Father in heaven, we thank you and bless you for the true religion of Jesus Christ. Some of us could never measure up and be a Pharisee. We've just blown it, and we don't have that, that outward abilities. But Lord, you are the one who, just like with Nicodemus and with Paul, you gave them a new heart, and you gave them grace, and you taught them to the love of God, and you changed them from the inside, and we thank you that this is the power of the gospel, and we thank you we can experience it, and I pray that this day we would experience it and live the true faith in Christ that springs from a new heart as a new creature, and we pray it in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, the, the scripture's rich. I hope you enjoy it. You come here every day. I know you're being encouraged, and I know you're being built up, and I thank you for being here and allowing me to have input in your life. God bless you and strengthen you. If you're new today, I hope you will join us regularly. We come here every day live at 8.30 a.m. in the morning and Eastern time, but you can watch anytime throughout the day. You can even watch over the last couple of years videos I've left up online, or you can listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google podcast platforms. So until we meet tomorrow, my God bless you. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Walk in the newness of life. Beware of that leaven of the Pharisee. You're a new creature. That's what we're going to live like today. Amen. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.